I'm excited to introduce our speaker. I have known him since the eighth grade. He taught me how to drive a stick shift car. Not when I was in the eighth grade. He did let me borrow his car and drive it after when I, when I was too young to drive at night. He had an MG convertible. He was a senior in high school when I was a freshman. And uh, I was telling him this the other day. He's probably the closest thing that I had growing up in Fort Mill to a big brother. He, he, he kicked my tail when I needed it and patted me on the back when I needed it. Uh, he's a good man. He and I had kind of lost touch with each other, but we were really, really great friends in high school and through college. He is, I don't know if, know if news the right word, uh, I guess in Florence deal, there are a lot of people here who have been here for four generations. we got a couple of four generations sitting in this pavilion tonight, so he's new in that way. But he's the new publisher of the Florence Morning News, Bailey Dabney, and uh, let's welcome Bailey. I made notes because um, I'm a terrible speaker. And um, if I don't have notes, Ken, you're short. Um, can I pull this off? If, if, I, if I don't have notes, then I'll just ramble on forever. So we want this to go, uh, go quickly. Ken said about five minutes. I can't imagine being done with these notes in five minutes, but I promise we'll go as quickly as he can. going to tell you a little bit about me, a uh, little bit about the morning news and the, the, um, uh, my take on the state of uh, current media. Uh, and then a little bit about my faith journey, and then um, and then y'all can boo me off the stage. Uh, but uh, anyway, so um, uh, like Ken said, we grew up in Fort Mill, South South Carolina together, uh, and uh, I I assumed that I would live in Fort Mill for the rest of my life, and we have moved like witness protection ever since. Um, <laughs> I went to three colleges. Uh, I, I went to the U.S. Naval Academy for my first two years and uh, uh, got kicked out of there and then uh, uh, went to Erskine College. Graduated from Erskine College, but um, uh, uh, summer school was a, a necessity most summers. And uh, Winthrop College was had the prettiest girls in North America. So I chose Winthrop College for my summer schools um, whenever possible. Um, I started in the newspaper business in 1988 in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm going to run you through some of the towns we've lived in. You'll understand the witness protection thing. So I spent a couple of years in Charleston, South Carolina, then went to Wilmington, Delaware, from Wilmington, Delaware to Gainesville, Georgia, uh, from Gainesville, Georgia to uh, Jackson, Tennessee, from Jackson, Tennessee to Shreveport, Louisiana for about an hour and a half, then from... <laughs> Shreveport, Louisiana to Tallahassee, Florida for three years, uh, from Tallahassee, Florida to Miami, Florida, the Miami Herald for two years. Uh, then I moved back home to Charlotte, North Carolina, or my hometown was Fort Mill, about 10 miles from Charlotte. So um, that was as close to getting home uh, as, um, as I could imagine. So back home to Charlotte, North Carolina for uh, close to five years. Uh, and then um, from there to Waterloo, Iowa, uh, which was the coldest place I had ever been in my life at that point in time. We were just telling that story down here. Um, and uh, so from Waterloo, Iowa to St. Louis, Missouri, to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, uh, and then from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch to Oklahoma, where I lived in Claremore, Oklahoma, and I ran three papers, uh, the Claremore Progress, the, the Owasso uh, Progress, and the Prior Daily Times, three little papers that are about 20 miles apart. Um, so left there to go to Hammond, Louisiana. 
Y'all get the whole witness protection thing yet? So from there to Hammond, Louisiana, and uh, from Hammond, Louisiana to uh, Fauquier County, Virginia, that's F-A-U-Q-U-I-E-R <laughs> County, Virginia. You have to say that slowly or, or um, um, you know, if you, uh, if you use um, your phone, like Siri, does anybody have an iPhone, Siri? Um, you don't ever want to say that into your phone. Um, in fact, the, the iPhone has a utility that will translate your voicemail messages into text. And uh, the first time I read one from the Fakir Bank, uh, <laughs> whoa, anyway. So, um, uh, and then from, from Fauquier County, uh, Virginia to, um, to Florence and, and, uh, hopefully we'll, um, we'll be here for a while. My, 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 the, my joke in my family is that I need to stay somewhere long enough so that we don't have to hold my funeral in a phone booth because we, you know, we, we, we've, we've moved so much, but uh, I promised my daughters that we, they could graduate from high school in Oklahoma, uh, when we moved there. So we stayed there for the longest. We were there eight years. Um, but anyway, so um, uh, my newspaper career has been uh, uh, pretty fairly decorated. I, I've won a number of uh, uh, awards and, and those kinds of things. Two times my newspapers have been the best newspaper in the state that we were in. Uh, 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 Associated Press awarded one of my newspapers as the uh, uh, the best in its state. Uh, and. Um, uh, uh, five times my newspapers have been the fastest growing newspaper in America, or I'm sorry, five of my newspapers have been the fastest growing newspaper in America. One of them was the fastest growing newspaper in America four times. And so uh, um, we've, um, we've had a good run in the, in the newspaper business, and I have um, uh, loved it. Um, plans for the Florence Morning News, I am... Um, you know, the Florence Morning News is, is one of the storied newspapers of the South. And, and um, I, uh, I tried to get this job two publishers ago, and they wouldn't talk to me. Uh, so finally, uh, uh, it worked out. I have, I have um, long targeted um, uh, the, the Florence Morning News as a newspaper that, that I wanted to run. And when I got the opportunity to come here, uh, it's, it's very different than it had been. And I was telling Ken, I've told Ken a number of times, that um, um, when you come to a, a, a new newspaper today, in the competitive environment that we're in, the, the, the you know, um, newspapers today, the average newspaper today has 30% of the circulation that it had in 1996 because of all of the things that we've done. A lot of people blame the Internet. I blame uh, different things. I, bl I blame the... Um, uh, the politics inside papers uh, that uh, for a lot of our circulation declines. I think um, a lot of newsrooms want to blame the internet because that's less controllable than their personal politics. But I think that's at least as big a part of it. But but um, um, for the Florence Morning News, expect, expect to see a number of changes over uh, over time. But uh, but the first thing that I have to do is make the Florence Morning News financially viable for the long term, uh, which it has not been for the last five years. Uh, you know, um, um, people talk about having a profit margin. I, I, I have been uh, working to make sure that our profit margin doesn't have a minus sign in front of it or it doesn't print in red. And, uh, and, and we've gotten to that point. You know, last year, the Morning News lost three quarters of a million dollars. This year, we're going to make a half a million dollars. So that's that's a fantastic thing to, because that tells us that we can now begin to make the paper better in a number of ways. But you know, if how many of you run businesses or, or have 
some control over businesses. It is hard to improve your product when you are putting out more money than you're bringing in every month. And, and so um, uh, that's the first order, that has been the first order of business for me in this year is to fix the money. And so, uh, and we, um, uh, in this business, you never really have fixed the money, uh, but we at least have systems in place where, you know, we're uh, up through June, we were probably the fastest growing entity that Warren Buffett owns of all his, uh, all the companies in terms of the um, uh, uh, net change year over year. So uh, that is going well. Our web traffic is through the roof. Our, you know, we, um, uh, this, the last two months, our web traffic has been nearly double what it was um, uh, last year. Um, that's a um, significant difference from the way other newspapers web traffic. You know, average newspaper's up 5 or 10%, not 100%. Um, uh, you know, we've had weeks lately where we're up 180%. We're, uh, this may sound like a, sl- a small number, but our website is the 50,000th largest website in the world. And um, uh, the, the, the next largest newspaper in the six-county area that, I'm sorry, the next largest website of any kind uh, in the six-county area that we serve ranks higher than three million. So you know, we're, we're, our, our website is doing very well and, and um, uh, is a, um, uh, it, not, that, not that it's great, we've got uh, a long way to go with all of our products, but um, uh, uh, improvement has been steady, I, I'll, I'll tell you that, I, and, and I appreciate uh, 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 if you guys can give me any feedback on, on those kinds of things. The, the hardest thing is the politics inside newspapers. The, um, um, you know, you, people talk about the left-wing media. And um, that is just so true. Um, the, uh, I have been in newsrooms where um, the, all of the things that you think happen in newsrooms are planned to happen. Uh, they're, they're, they're very politically oriented, and they, and they um, definitely are pushing a political agenda on their readers. That doesn't happen in small papers like the Florence Morning News. We, uh, um, uh, but I can tell you that we are subject to all of that. Uh, one, we use the Associated Press for our national news, um, the most left-wing organization that you can find, and people on the left agree with that. The, uh, just a, a quick example, the, the day that um, uh, President Trump fired Rex Tillerson, who was the Secretary of State. All day long, we, we, we're getting our AP feed, and the headline on the story is Trump fires Tillerson, President Trump fires Secretary of State Rex Tillerson. It, all day long, they make updates every hour. When it comes to 11 o'clock, when they know all the senior editors in newsrooms across the country have gone to bed and left the paper in the hands of the 22-year-old graphic designers who are going to lay the pages out, the headline all of a sudden turns to Trump dumps tw- Tillerson with a tweet, which is the most pejorative headline and not even true. But they knew, the, the 25-year-old uh, uh, person who was uh, submitting that story knew that all the editors had gone home and there was nothing to stop that, nothing to catch that. One of the things that we've had to do at the Florence Morning News is I have a senior editor that stays up until the very end to sit, to, to um read the very last version of every AP story that goes in so that we can at least catch 90% of those kinds of 
pejorative things. We want to sterilize the newspaper for any politics. We don't want to be a right-wing newspaper. We don't want to be a left-wing newspaper. We just want to give you the facts as we know them. And so anyway, that, that is the biggest effort for us outside of fixing the money. And I, and I, hope, uh, uh, I hope you can um, uh, give us some feedback on, on that over time. All right. Um, oh, the other thing I'll say, um, the source of why are newspapers all left wing? People, nobody gets it. Um, newspapers aren't all left wing, but the big newspapers are, and they are because they're their their newsrooms are unionized, and and um, so uh, it's not the newsroom that turns everybody left. It's the union that they're a member of, which is is, is a. Um, uh, I try to correct that with folks. People think that, that you become left-wing because you work at a newspaper. No, you become left-wing because you work for a union that, run, that is, is uh, operating within a newsroom. Um, fun fact. Um, all right, so <laughs> this is already getting boring, so I'm going to hurry through this. Uh, and, th and, th and this is the boring part. We're going to talk about my faith journey. Um, I grew up uh, Christian. Uh, I, I never had one of those um, moments, you know, the, the, the born-again moment where I looked in the mirror and said, oh, my God, there is a God, and he loves me. Um, I've all, I, I grew up, you know, uh, uh, in Sunday school. Every, I've been whipped on the steps of more Baptist churches than probably <laughs> anybody in America because I, I was a little bit of a bad boy uh, growing up. Not like criminal bad boy, but the, but the kind that would get in trouble. But um, um, I think my, my faith journey really became more important to me when we had kids. And um, so we started when, uh, when my twins were... Before they could talk, um, we started having family prayer time, and, and um, uh, so we, we, we thought it was important to teach our children to pray, to pray together as a family. And, um, you know, there are a lot of people who are um, uh, Bible verse memorizers. That's not my faith. I mean, I, I love reading the Bible, but I don't memorize verses. My wife has read the Bible through every year since, you know, uh, 1995, and, and it I'll do something stupid, and she'll say, "Well, you you know what happened to Joe? It's just whatever." And I don't even know all these names, and and um, so that's that's not really that's not really my faith journey. I'm a prayer. Uh, I uh, uh, I rely on prayer for my strength. I rely on prayer for my direction. I rely on prayer for my comfort. Uh, and um, uh, it, it uh, my wife likes to pray together before we go to bed, and and it uh, and that's great. Um, I like to pray alone uh, because there <laughs> there are things that I like to tell my God that I don't want my wife to know, and and, and, and I think I, that that's the kind of relationship me and me and God have that uh, he he promises not to tell her. Uh, but uh, and, and and I'm pretty sure uh, uh, if she came if she came and told me that God told her I said so and so um, we'd have a pretty big problem. But um, um, I, the we have worked really hard to teach our children to pray, and and um, I think um, uh, if I if I could give one message in all of this that um, um, uh, pray with your family, pray with your wife. Uh, pray with your children. Um, don't uh, don't pray to a genie um, who 
you know, can, can respond to three wishes. Don't, don't pray to Santa Claus. Um, that's, that's really not, uh, uh, that's not the way this works. Uh, you know, um, uh, my friend Garth Brooks, who really is my friend uh, from Oklahoma, um, uh, has a, a, a song called uh, uh, Unanswered Prayers. And the line in there is that one of God's greatest gift uh, or one of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers, and and, and be, the the thought being that um, uh, we we pray for a lot of stuff that we shouldn't get, and uh, and that will never do us any good. And I and I, I would just um, uh, uh, encourage you uh, if um, if you're looking for some spice to your uh, uh, prayer life, uh, um, add your wife, add your kids. Anyway, that's uh, that's my story. Um, did I go too long? Okay. Any questions? Cool. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.